0: Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Okay, we've got quite a daunting prospect this morning because we're looking at week seven of Simple Church, so it proved not to be so simple because we're up to week seven now. Um, And so you've probably been aware if you've kind of been coming along the last few Sundays that we're looking really at the culture of Freedom Church. What makes Freedom Church freedom church what things are important to us what's kind of part of our dna so we can kind of understand what we're kind of driving towards here so you might be familiar with the freedom rocket it should come up on the screen in a minute hopefully there we go so the last few weeks we've looked at kind of different elements like make a difference everyone's welcome get connected Grow stronger, simple generosity, find and follow Jesus. And it's my task to do the bottom bit of the rocket this morning, which I think I could easily spend a week on each of those engines if you have a look at them. We're going to look this morning at the Bible, the worship, the prayer, and also the Spirit. What powers us? What powers us as a church and as Christians individually? Now, I should say, in the interest of product placement, that other rockets are available. So I've got a few pictures of other rockets here. There's one from NASA. Just to let you know, Sim actually isn't on holiday at the moment. He's been called over by NASA just to talk through his prototype and see where it goes from there. We've got the good old Thunderbird 3. Hands up if you remember that one. Fantastic. Uh, My kid's personal favourite, the rocket lolly. Very refreshing in the summer. This is my favourite. If you were a child of the 70s, you all remember Mr. and Mrs. Spoon and their daughter Tina, who frequently went up to the moon in what looked like a Heinz-baked bean tin and a funnel as well. I'm not quite sure how it got there. And this is my wife's favourite as well, just so you can get a, a flavour of different kinds of rockets. But let's go back to the Freedom Rocket, or as I've started to call it this week, the Dendy Doodlebug. Bug. thought it might catch on, but hey-ho. So we're going to look at four different areas at what powers us as Christians or what should make a difference in our Christian lives. And I'm going to start this morning with the Spirit. And I've deliberately started with that one because I believe the Holy Spirit is essential in our Christian walk, in our Christian lives, and also for us as freedom church. We're simply not designed to do all those other parts of the rocket unless we have the power of the Holy Spirit to move us and take us off. Sometimes with my boys, when we go up to see my mother-in-law up near Cambridgeshire, we often go to Duxford Aerodrome. And if you've been there before, there's just hundreds and hundreds of different planes from all kinds of different eras, Concords, Spitfires, all sorts. And they're magnificent things to walk around and look at. And you can look at the different kind of component parts, and they've shined them up really beautifully. But there's, there's an element of sadness that no longer do they fly anymore. They don't quite have the things that they used to have, power them off. When you walk around the Concorde there, you can look at the huge engines at the back that have just been filled in with kind of cement, and it somehow looks sad. And the danger is as Christians in the church is that we can look lovely on the outside, but we don't actually have the things, the component bits that actually power us and move us forward. And I believe that being baptised in the Holy Spirit and being filled in the Holy Spirit is essential for us as Christians. We simply weren't designed to live our Christian lives without it. If we look at the Bible, we should be familiar with the story of Jesus. Jesus led a fairly normalist life up to the age of 30. And at that point, he actually was baptised by his cousin John. And at the moment of his baptism, he was also filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you look at the, the timing of that, it's really significant. Because Jesus, at that point, then went into the desert for 40 days, was tempted by the devil, and then he began his three years of ministry. Jesus, the Son of God, who came down from heaven in the form of a man. He requires the Holy Spirit to give him the energy, to give him the focus, to give him the encouragement to carry out the things that God had called him to do. So he was filled with the Spirit at a very significant time in his ministry. We also read in the New Testament how uh, Jesus told his disciples that he had to leave in order for the Holy Spirit to come, and if you if you know the story in the New Testament of the kind of the journey of some of the disciples, you'll realise that the timing of that was also significant. You know, Jesus had. Um, uh, come back from the dead he'd been resurrected he'd spent time with them and then he was gone and the disciples were kind of really nervous they were sat in a room a lot of them were kind of thinking about whether they should go back to their normal jobs they were anxious they were frightened they were full of fear of what was going to happen next And it was at this point that the Holy Spirit came and impacted their lives in such an amazing way. It's almost like you're reading about two different groups of people. As soon as the Holy Spirit came, he empowered them, he encouraged them, he gave them the kind of get up and go to be all of what God had called them to be. There was a notable shift in their ministry suddenly they'd gone from being these timid group of people for Peter standing up and declaring God's word they were speaking in tongues and also souls were saved wow I'm not sure that those things would have happened without the direct impact of the Holy Spirit I think there's a quote here from Spurgeon that I've put on the slides which is quite strong Without the Spirit of God, we can do nothing. We are as ships without wind. We are useless. It's very hard to live the Christian life in our own strengths. We weren't designed to do it. God wants to be our co pilot. And that's really what being filled with and baptized in the Holy Spirit is all about. We go from kind of reaching out towards God to actually having God in us, directing us and encouraging us, strengthening us, empowering us into the, all the things that he's called us to be. In Acts 4, it says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting were shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. When the Holy Spirit is in your life, you can do things that you perhaps didn't think you would. And I think there is a danger that some of us feel that really that's a kind of an add-on part of our Christian experience we can have the Holy Spirit if we want to but actually I'm not sure I do want to I think some of us are perhaps worried that having the Holy Spirit in our lives is actually going to change the people that we are I don't believe that's true the Holy Spirit when he comes into your life is not going to change who you are but it will help he will help you be a better version of who you are. You're not suddenly going to become this screaming American type evangelist when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. No, He's very gentle. The Holy Spirit's very gentle. He will help you grasp hold of the things that God's already given you, and you'll be the best possible version of yourself, not someone else. Jesus knew that that the disciples needed the Holy Spirit to live their Christian life with power, direction, and purpose. They'd had the theory, they'd spent three years with Jesus, but now they had to experience God on the inside for themselves. You see, living life in the power of the Spirit enables us to make a connection with God, a spiritual connection each day. We just cannot do it in our own strength and I'm looking forward to the next series that we're going to look at in the next four weeks about being naturally supernatural because that's what being filled with the Holy Spirit is all about it's actually having that daily connection with God not just on a Sunday or a special meeting but we can feel the presence of God every day going back to the kind of analogy of the rocket it's a bit like trying to live your life with the handbrake on if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. And I would just encourage all of you here, if you, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, baptised with the Holy Spirit, you know I'd love to pray with you after the meeting. It's something that God has for all of us. It's not just for a select f- a few, but Jesus went back to heaven so that the Holy Spirit could come and actually impact on all our lives. Amen? Okay, moving on to number two worship. Now I kind of feel like Judas already done this bit really. She's kind of um, read that wonderful scripture. Was it from the Psalms? About why we worship. And worship is a key part of what powers us in our Christian walk and in our walk as a church. And we as uh, leaders here at Freedom Church, we would love this church to be a worshipping church. Not just Jim and the band on a Sunday leading us in worship, but each and every one of us being worshippers, worshippers of God. You know, we were born to worship. That's actually our primary function as a Christian, to be worshippers. We are part of God's fantastic creation and that creation just cries out and screams out and points to the glory, the majesty, the wonderfulness of God. You know when we sit and consider all that God has done for us what Jesus has died for us on the cross for you know he's taken our sin he's given us a hope and a future he has taken our punishment for us and given us the promise of eternal life folks a thank you card will not suffice we have to just pour out of our hearts our worship to God we need to praise and worship him with our mind with our spirit And with our heart as well. Psalm 28, verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. The heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. Worship is something that should come to us naturally when we just consider all the goodness of God. My heart leaps for joy and with my song I praise him. In John 4 it says God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. That's why I put the spirit first this morning because when we've been filled with the spirit, actually it energises us in our worship. It enables us to connect with God in a very real but supernatural way. And what I love about worship is actually it's not a one-way thing. It's not just us saying, thank you to God, God, I love you. But it's actually us reaching out to God. And when we do that, God always reaches back and responds. And I think if we really enter into worship in spirit and in truth, actually we get far more out of it than I think God does sometimes. I know God deserves the praise and it's you know because of who he is. But when we enter worship, actually when we enter God's presence, something happens on the inside of us. God pours out his love, his peace, his Holy Spirit. I've been in meetings where just during the worship time, people have been healed from physical ailments. People have been freed from demonic oppression. People have had strongholds and ways of thinking in their lives that have been you know, locked in for years and years. have just been broken just by worshipping God. Worship is a powerful time, and I would love this to be a place where we are all fully engaged in worship. I'd love it for some Sundays where we can't actually hear Jim playing his guitar or singing because our voices and our corporate worship are drowning him out. Now, I hope I don't offend anyone by saying this, and I can say it because I've done it myself, but sometimes when I stand there on a Sunday morning and um, in the presence of God, and I've got a cup of coffee in one hand and a pastry in the other. You know, it, are we really engaging in in worship, or are we here to kind of eat and drink? And I say that because I've done it myself many, many times. But I say it to just to encourage all of us: let's get here early. Let's prepare our hearts to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, because He wants to speak to you each. And every Sunday morning. He wants to actually speak to you every day. Worship is not just limited to a Sunday. Some of the most powerful worship times I've had has just been me, actually, on my own. Sometimes in the car with a CD, which can look quite funny if someone looks through the window. But sometimes when you just reach out to God on a daily, uh, on a, whenever you can find time on a daily occurrence, you'll find your relationship with God just becomes more real. You know, you just experience him in a very real but supernatural way. Worship also can change the atmosphere as well. There have been times when i found worship quite hard. But when I kind of decide that I'm going to worship, not because I feel like it, but because God is an amazing God and he deserves my praise. When I give myself to worship, I find that my circumstances and and the atmosphere that I'm in changes. Has anyone else experienced that? And sometimes we don't feel like worshipping because we're down. Things are going wrong in our lives and in our circumstances. But actually, it says in the Bible that if we bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, then he will respond to us in our need. I think there's another slide I've kind of put up here. Worship is the door to God's presence. So let's cherish those moments we spend on a Sunday morning and also at home. You know, raise your hands and worship at home. When you're hoovering or whatever you're doing, when you're in the car. You know, if we can do it on a Saturday afternoon, watching the football or at a music concert, surely God deserves as much praise as that. I mean, there's been times when I've been celebrating a goal at St Mary's where I've just been so overcome with joy and emotion in my worship, if you like, that I mean, I've mean i got scars on my leg where I've been jumping up and down and the seat in front of me has kind of taken a whole chunk out of my leg. And I was so enraptured in my enjoyment of the goal that I've not even felt the pain until I got home afterwards and had to peel my jeans off of my leg. Now I'm not saying let's worship to the point of hurting ourselves, but I just say that to, to just kind of bring point, home the point that actually when we're in worship, all other feelings, all those kind of negativity and points that kind of bring us down in life can just be lost and it's just us and God and it is just so amazing. Let's be a community of worshipers together. That's what I want Freedom Church to be like. Amen? Fantastic. Make it part of your daily routine. Okay, moving on to the third point. Are we still awake? Are we still okay? Okay, so halfway there now. Next one is the Bible. What powers us? The Bible. Now, a key part of becoming empowered as a Christian and as a church community here is to immerse ourselves into the Bible. Or as I like to call it, God's word. Now the Bible's not just a nice collection of stories, of moral teaching, of examples that kind of help us along the way. The Bible, God's word, it says, is living and is active. It says in Hebrews 4.12, I'm sure you're very familiar with this verse. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit and joint and marrow it also says in the word that jesus was the word become flesh and his words are alive and just have a spiritual power and a weight to them and behind them at the name of jesus demons have to flee it says in the bible there is power in the words of god's word of the bible his word is nourishing encouraging it's our spiritual food It gives us insight into God's ways, what he's like, how he behaves, how he reaches out to us. But it's also practical and helpful as well. And just like being filled with God's Holy Spirit, we weren't designed to live without it. Matthew 4 verse 4, again another verse I'm sure you're very familiar with. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. You know, learning our way around the Bible and devouring the Bible, if you like, it says it's our bread, it's our food, is important in many, many different ways. But often I see it as kind of storing up goodness It's a bit like what they call porridge, isn't it? One of those slow-burning fuels. Okay, You can have a piece of scripture each day, but actually that piece of scripture will not just sustain you for that hour or for that day. There are times in my life where I'm still reminding myself of scriptures I've stored away in my heart from many, many years ago that just pop up at the right moment to encourage me. And you know, it's good to speak them out as well. We said earlier that the word of God has authority, has power. Speak out God's word. Don't just keep it in your mind. Speak it out. It can make a difference. It can, like worship, change the atmosphere in your home and in your lives. Being baptised and filled with the Holy Spirit can also make a big difference with how you view God's Word as well. It's a bit like having your own personal tutor or coach just sitting on your shoulder. And there are times when I've spent a little time in God's Word, and I've only read two or three verses, but I've just been amazed at how much God has opened up his Word and just taught me some things about myself, about How he sees me just from those scriptures that I've maybe never seen before. So it's really important that we allow the Holy Spirit in us as we're reading God's word just to teach us what he wants to teach us. So often we can read very quickly over different verses and different scriptures and we know some of them very well. But often there is a deeper teaching that God wants to take you into and reveal you things about yourself and about himself that will actually make a difference and empower you in your Christian walk and your Christian journey. I think there's another slide with daily, about daily bread. I'll move on, move on to that one in a minute. The Bible is meant to be bread for daily use, not cake for special occasions. So again, just like being in a relationship with the Holy Spirit and also in um, being worshippers as well. It's a daily exercise. We need God's word each day, okay? It's not just once a week or on special occasions. We need it each day to sustain us. And sometimes you don't need to read lots and lots. You can just read a little bit and that's okay. Sometimes we're daunted. If you're like me and you're not a great reader, the thought of going through a whole Bible plan in a year is actually quite daunting, Sometimes it's good just to read one or two verses, meditate on them, and allow God through his Holy Spirit to to bring things out to you. Sometimes I like to listen to the Bible on CD as well while I'm in the car. That's very helpful as well. But if you're a new Christian as well this morning, then perhaps start in the New Testament as well. There's a lot of complicated things in the Old Testament which the Holy Spirit will bring out and teach to you over time. But sometimes it's good to just start with some simple truths from the Gospels. So if you're new to faith, I would encourage you to read perhaps from the Gospels first and then the books of the New Testament. Back to the verse in Proverbs that we missed. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Wow, what a promise. Keep my words in your heart. Okay, when we read the Bible, let's not make it an intellectual exercise. When I was at Bible college, I was astounded by how many dusty books there were on the shelves of the library there. Volumes and volumes of people who had studied God's word. But as you read through it, you just got this sense that it had been an academic exercise for them you didn't really get to hear about their heart and their relationship with God. We can study it. It is very interesting. And I know Neil loves to kind of really delve deep into God's word. But actually, it's a living thing and it needs to reside in our heart. That's where it can make a difference in our lives. And as we think about the rocket and being empowered and giving us fuel for our journey, God's word is something that we need to devour each day store God's word in your heart because you can draw on it in difficult times and I know that the growing stronger team are working hard even as we speak to put some things on the uh, website for us to look at articles scriptures uh, words podcasts that will help us in our journey as we get to grips with God's word okay number four we're nearly there prayer a sip of water you're very quiet I know that Sims mentioned the 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 verse the verses in Acts 2 which talk about the the kind of the, the birth of the early church quite a bit and a prayer comes up quite a bit in there we can see that in those verses that they it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching to the breaking of bread um to fellowship, and also to prayer. It's something they did and devoted themselves to. We also read in the Gospels as well that Jesus spent time regularly praying to his Father, asking for guidance, for strength. He needed to be empowered in his ministry. And if Jesus, being God, needed regular time spent with his Father, praying, being encouraged, responding to God the Father, how much more do we also need that in our Christian walk you know we weren't designed to do it all in our own strength we need that relationship with God and I would say to you that the most important thing that God wants from us this morning is a relationship with us that's the most important thing to develop in your Christian life and in your Christian walk and prayer helps us to make that connection with God we can sometimes over spiritualize prayer but essentially prayer is just talking And listening to God. And we can do that any time of the day. We don't have to be dressed in our Sunday best. We don't have to be knelt on our knees with our hands clasped. Some of us were taught. You can talk and commune with God wherever you are. And if you've been baptised and filled with the Holy Spirit, that's something that again becomes more real and more energised in your own life. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5... Verses 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So if anyone says to you, what's God's will for my life? Very simply, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Much easier said than done. But if we develop that walk with God and we get that sense that he's with us in our hearts each day, actually it becomes much less me shouting to the heavens, hoping God will hear me and respond. But it's just me whispering to God in my heart and him whispering back. We need to be careful that we don't just pray, but we actually spend time to listen as well. You know, God, when he's in our hearts, will respond and will whisper things about yourself. We'll give you keys and strategies about how you can move forward in your Christian walk. There's another slide on prayer, which I've put in here. When life is rough, pray. When life is good, pray. In summary, pray. It's good to pray. And like with the word, it's something we need to develop each day. You know, get up in the morning while you're getting yourself ready for the day. Just pray for God's hand on your working day. Whatever it might be. God, just help me with... This rather difficult person at work today, give me the words to say, let me be love and light in that situation. God, pray. I pray for protection over my family, for the health of my family. Just all these things, just pray out to God each day and you'll be amazed at the difference it makes. Sometimes I'm guilty of turning to prayer as a last resort and you know things have got serious when we have to gather around to pray. We've tried all these other things. We've tried to work it out in our own minds and our strength. If it's sickness, we've tried all the tablets and the doctors. And now we need to pray. Just make it part of your daily walk. Talking to God, listening to God. It can make a huge difference in our lives. So in conclusion, I've tried to keep those four areas very short and compact I know I could spend a lot more time kind of on each one and I think probably in the next four weeks some of those things might be picked up on a a little bit more in our next series but if we look at the Freedom Church rocket again if you think about the effectiveness of an actual rocket or an aeroplane you know they can fly with an engine out maybe a couple of engines out but obviously it's going to affect the speed and the direction of the rocket. And, you know, we can survive on maybe one or two of those things to power our Christian walk. But God's intention, actually, is for all four of those areas to be alive in our lives, to really energise us, fuel us, and power us as a church and as individuals. And I'll just give you some time to just look at them and think about Applying them in your own life, really. You might be someone who perhaps finds it hard to get into God's word and finds reading and understanding the Bible difficult. You might be someone who worship doesn't come naturally to you and you find it hard to kind of respond to God and get a connection with God through worship. Prayer might be something you struggle with. You might find it hard to come up with the words to say sometimes. Or spirit. Maybe you've never experienced God's spirit. Maybe you've heard about it a lot in church, but you've never really felt that God is living within you. And you still feel a huge void between you and God. I remember the moment where I felt I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was eight years old. I was actually... King's school at the time, in an assembly. And I just felt, as we were singing some songs, just to encourage you, I just felt this warmth come all over me. I started speaking in tongues, which was, whoa. And I, from that moment, I've always felt the presence of God very closely. It's not been something, God's up there and I have to sing so many songs to kind of experience him. I really do feel he's been living inside of me since that time. And if you've never experienced that, then, you know, there's some leaders here this morning. I'd love to pray with you and just pray and invite the Holy Spirit to come and be a part of your walk and your journey with God. It makes such a huge difference, honestly. We weren't designed to motor and to live our Christian walk without it. Now, for some of you, that might be a very daunting thing, Please feel free to take up that discussion with your Connect Group, perhaps on the, during the week. Maybe speak to your Connect Group leaders. That's something maybe they could lead you into as well. If we could get the band back up now, I just want you to think about some of the things we've talked about today. How energised do you feel this morning? As a church community here in Romsey, are we really going to grasp all those things that we want to kind of see achieved and, and, and done in our community? If we, as individuals in the church, don't really have the power to see those things through, we will be will make such a, a bigger difference if we are empowered with the Holy Spirit. If we are worshippers, worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. If we're prayerful people, there's so many opportunities to engage with prayer in the church, not just through your connect groups, but also we gather here at quarter to ten every Sunday morning and we just spend time with the worship team and all those who've been setting up. We just spend time praying to God as well. Some of us then go off and continue to pray as well during Uh, just before the service starts, praying that God will be part of everything that we do during the day. And I'm hoping to set up as well in the next coming months some prayer meetings as well that we can all engage with. And the Spirit as well, we've already mentioned. So as Jim ministers to us this morning, just see what God puts on your heart. The ministry team will be at the front after the meeting, after the service. So we would love to pray with you if you feel God has put one of those things on, or all of them, on your heart this morning. God bless you. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.